Citizen Reporter number 388, 28th of August, 2011. We shall not cease from exploring, and at the end of our exploration, we will return to where we started and know the place for the first time. Our faith is that if we are telling the truth, and if we are making sense, that even though we don't have the enormous power of television, that the truth ultimately will be more powerful than their control of the media. Good afternoon, or whatever time it is, wherever you are, everyone. Welcome to the program, citizenreporter.org. We are at, uh, I call it Hacker Camp. Uh, It's also known as CCC. 2011, and it's the first podcast here, I think, the one that I can remember anyway, Um, and we're, of course, as always at these events, discussing uh, issues not only related to simply hardware hacking or software hacking, but society and the world that we live in and everything regarding information and and how we live. And so, uh, the issue today... Uh, has a little bit to do with, indeed, our society, how it works uh, when it comes to information, uh, yes, security. And I'm sitting here with uh, Breno. Uh, some of you may know him from different radio programs and uh, different issues. You're a, Breno, you're a journalist, uh, you're a hacker, uh, you're a, a citizen of the world. Um, uh, so first of all, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you so much. I like telling you who you are. It's an interesting thing. <laughs> you yeah. can also self-describe yourself, but... Uh, yeah, I'm a journalist uh, basically working uh, a lot on, on technological issues, um, a lot with a societal impact. Uh, I do a lot of Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, I also am uh, involved uh, in um, ru- um, sorry, um, in making um, sure that, that things get checked, verified, and right. things uh, hit the agenda in Parliament in the Netherlands. So what I'm really trying to do is be the guardian dog uh, that any journalist ought to be. Yeah. And you've been doing this for different issues in the Netherlands. Uh, and the one that's, I think, really first and foremost in your life right now, because your, your very freedom uh, is, is now connected to it, your personal freedom, is this issue of the transport card system. So what I want to do is, first of all, introduce it. And then I want to make sure that people understand... This is not a case of, oh, it's a transport card system just in the Netherlands. This doesn't affect me. Because I think wherever you live, these types of issues uh, will happen or maybe are happening wherever you are. So from the beginning, there's a new system. It's now several years old uh, in the Netherlands to have uh, electronic cards for, for using public transport. Yes, and that, that started in the, in the mid-90s. Um, they they looked um, and days the Dutch railways looked at a couple of options of making transportation a little bit easier and um, closing down stations with these gates in order to increase um, social security mm-hmm. so that people feel safe at the train station and um, also introduce new new ways of paying for for trips 
Um, then in the uh, early 2000 they introduced the uh, OVA chip card. Uh, this card is basically based on the MyFact Classic chip. Mm-hmm. And this is where, of course, my story comes in. Because in 2007, Carsten Noll and Henrik Plutz showed that this card is basically broken. This chip is broken. And the cryptography can be abused. Uh, ever since I've been um, v- uh, very actively working on the whole card issue, not only the technology but also privacy impacts, the fact that people start to pay more for a trip, um, that it is inconvenient for a lot of people, that there are a lot of things that should be improved and uh, spend a lot of um, energy in that for four years. And most of the time the response was, it's not all that bad, Um, don't worry about it, Uh, the security issue is not really a security issue, Um, people can only do it if you're in a laboratory, um, if you're a very high-skilled hacker, Mm. and what you see now is that uh, basically that is not true. But so describe how you started off with uh, looking into this card. I mean, anybody, at this point, anybody can get one. But how did you start with with looking into uh, how secure it is or how secure it isn't? Well, it it started really at at CCC. Actually, I was one of the angels, uh, one of the volunteers introducing the talk. Mm. And actually, I wanted to be on a whole different talk about robots. (laughs) Um, But... Um, there was nobody wanting to introduce this uh, this thing, so I introduced it, and then it turned out to be um, hackers that basically took a chip apart and then started analyzing how the technology works. Really, co- really cool technology. And at that point, I realized that this was a big issue. I didn't understand how big already, mm. but throughout the years, um, I noticed that it was a, 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 yeah a big issue, mm. and that is something that you really have to. Um, um, work on and you have to work on it because in the Netherlands we spent 3 billion euros introducing a payment card yes 3 billion public you know in in public money yeah publicly funded uh, most of it and that basically means that um, this is an issue of the parliament now here's the strange part of it Um, parliament um, is involved but cannot make any uh, determining decisions and that is because the, the transportation companies are basically in charge Mm. That makes it hard. I have an Ove chip card in in my pocket. Uh, what is the risk for me as a as a, a user that I know that my name is connected to it? I have a photo on it. I mean, what are the risks here? Let's go over it. Okay, if we go over the risks, um, I take my card out. Uh, yes. First of all, uh, if you want to get discount on traveling, um, you have to have a card uh, that is registered to your name. Yes. So for the first time now in, in Dutch history, it is technically impossible to travel to your own nation for a reasonable price without somebody knowing where you are at which moment. And in the beginning, they were storing the data for seven years. Now it's going to be reduced probably to half a year. Mm. Is this because of pressure? Yes. That's interesting. It, and um, I don't want to be arrogant, but I have been a big part of that pressure. Mm. Um, writing about it for, for various outing, uh, outlets. That's one of the things. The second thing with the card is um, the value on the card can be altered. And right now it's still an, a hack that somebody has to do and they have to crack all the keys and that's a very long process. Okay. But it is to be expected that it might maybe something you can do on the fly in like one or two years from now. Mm. That means that um, somebody can can put a little bit of technology onto a gate and then alter your card. Just when you walk just, by. Just to screw you, yes. Mm-hmm. And that would mean that uh, all of a sudden you turn out to be a criminal. Mm-hmm. 
because um, changing the value of the card in, in theory carries a six years mandatory pre- uh, no not mandatory but six years prison sentence mm. so uh, another thing is that uh, the card is hi- very user unfriendly for instance if you get on a bus you check in you pay four euros if you forget to check out the four euros are lost but if you get on the next bus and would do the same you would lose four euros again on the train on an anonymous card it's 20 euros and on a personal card it's 10 euros so the the game of the big numbers is that um, they earn millions of euros only by people forgetting to check out. Yeah. I see old people all the time. They walk out. I mean, they've been taking these trams for years yes. and years, and now they're walking off without beeping and checking out, so they're losing four euros every time. I can imagine they're not liking this system. So here's a sort of question that I don't know if you can answer. If the people of the country are losing out, are, are losing money, are hating this system... Uh, is there any reversing this? or It seems like we're stuck. Um, we're now at a point where we, I think we are really stuck um, because we don't have what you, say, uh, what you call a ticket on site so where you can see what's on it if you can see that somebody paid. So we are electronically now, totally. Mm. Um, and also it has been introduced in such a way that the old system has been um, uh, abandoned. Yeah. So with an abandoned system... Um, what can you do, you know? There's and no that, going back. No, and if you're going back, that's a, f- a very expensive exercise. And yeah. if you have to upgrade the card uh, really uh, quick, uh, that's, uh, I believe, a 100 million euro exercise. Hmm. And nobody wants to pay the bill at this point. So you, and, and here's where I think people should listen closely. You, as you've mentioned, you took it upon yourself to, to really check on this uh, yes. and see what's wrong with this system. At some point, I noticed, uh, maybe more than several months ago, you contacted authorities, uh, uh, members of parliament even. Yes, what, um, what happened was in, in August of last year, um, together with a magazine, we decided to take the card apart and find out what is there. Um, I had st- very strong indications that there were very simple tools to hack the card. And I had serious reason to believe that people were actually doing it. I heard stories of people do- saying it. People told me those stories. So at, at a certain point, you decide that um, you have to prove this. I started really uh, kind with showing Linux software and saying I can read my card now. Mm-hmm. Well, reading a card is um, basically giving the signal I can write it too. Okay. At, at that point in time, I expected Parliament to kick in or do anything. Um, but basically, what they said, like, no, it's it's very hard and complex to um, um, to do this, and it's still very highly technical. Then I wrote an article in December stating, look, these are the Windows tools that are currently available on the internet. And with that, I really expected uh, people to wake up. That didn't happen. And then at, um, I, um, I need to be a little bit careful now. End of December or early January, I started um, proving it by starting to travel on hacked cards. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can say, okay, you do one trip and you show how easy it is. But there is a second thing. The um, the card itself um, it talks to a back office, or the, the gates talk to a back office. Mm-hmm. And I had very good reason to believe that the back office was failing too. So I decided um, to check another promise. If you start to fraud on the card, mm-hmm. will they block the card after 24 hours? So in other words, will they detect you as committing some kind of fraud? 
Yes, because um, if you change the value, the system should detect it and say like, hey, that's strange, um, there's more money on the card and there's no transaction to validate that. Mm -hmm. So there must, this must be fraud and then they should block your card. And? The problem to Parliament was that that would happen within 24 hours. Um, worry, uh, quite worrisome, um, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Not after two days, not after three days, not after four days, not after five days. So then I started a, a huge investigation. Um, what should I do to get a blocked card? Mm -hmm. And made a whole bunch of trips. This is a public investigation that you're doing. I mean, you're publishing the whole time. Uh, no, not during um, the, the during the investigation. You need to gather evidence and then okay. present it all. Mm. Now the shocking part was that um, I didn't know what to do to get a card blocked. So at a certain point, um, I decided to take one card and um, check in in uh, a city that is far away from the airport. Mm -hmm. Sit at the airport so that people on the cameras really can see you. Mm -hmm. You don't hide yourself. And then check out. Restore the state of the card and check out three minutes later and three minutes later. So I did this one hour. So I made 12 impossible transactions mm -hmm. and the system still didn't block the card. Unlock. The next day indeed that card was blocked. Okay. Then I took that card and unblocked it myself with the same software <laughs> and um, I st also started um, making transactions on the card myself. Okay. Showing that um, I don't even need the system, I can check myself in. Yes, which is not supposed to be possible. No. So, as you, when you finally present this stuff, what kind of a reaction do you get? It was massive. Um, I was on national news for for several days. I noticed. Yeah, uh, there, there were other television stations. There, um, nearly all radio stations were talking about it. Uh, regional publications, newspapers. Um, it was. It was massive. The, the entire nation was talking about this hack. Mm. And the, the interesting um, part of it, the company only said, we have pressed charges, so uh, that's just about it. Wait a minute. Okay, so the name of the company, by the way, it's... Tra TransLink Systems. And this is a Dutch company? It's a Dutch company, uh, paid for with public funded money. Mm -hmm. Um to introduce this card and they uh, they have been known not to um, uh, answer questions properly hmm. and that's a very important part because if they don't answer my questions how can I prove that they are failing and they are failing with public money but are they fixing things as mistakes have been pointed out I mean you're not the only one I'm sure that has they've done uh, from what I understand they've done little changes and uh -huh. they've uh, they've improved a little bit um, but for instance they haven't contacted me like what did you do what did you find um, I assume they would want to hire you yeah. uh, actually they had a position open on the day that it happened for a security manager and through uh, uh, the, the most popular weblog in the Netherlands I um, uh, I said like I could do that job for you could. Yeah. yeah and um, that was of course also kind of a joke and um, me basically pointing out an, a bit of other flaws that I couldn't write in the other articles. Mm. And so the company uh, files a suit against you, or what is it specifically that's it's going on? It's a criminal on? charge. A criminal charge. Um, that somebody, and they didn't know who, that's what they claim, um, they, they didn't know who, has, has altered the card. Which is illegal. Um, which is illegal and started to travel on it, and that they had imagery. That imagery is, uh, all, by the way, me waving to cameras in buses. Because right. I've never tried to hide what I was doing. 
Now, let's get into legalities. This is more specific to the yep. Netherlands, but I think every country has their laws regarding journalism, investigation, and, and public good, right? So, that's the hard part. We don't. Um, we have the oh. European um, Declaration of um, Fundamental Rights, um, and Article 10 basically um, implies that you are allowed sometimes to break the law to make a point in the matter of freedom of speech. Um, obviously, in my, uh, for me, my position, it's very obvious that that, that applies to me. Mm. Um, but no, um, what, what's, uh, what happened is that the police started a criminal investigation and the Justice Department started a criminal investigation, discovered that it was me, um, they could, could have seen that on television as well, but um, they did it through the evidence and then came to me. And in June, I got a letter that they wanted to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And so I've been interrogated for four hours um, with fear of being arrested. Um, at first, they told me I was only suspected of manipulating a value card. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the interrogation started, they added two, uh, two suspe uh, suspicions. One is having tools to manipulate value cards. Mm -hmm. And the second uh, is hacking. Okay. Isn't there, for example, the parliamentarians you first talked to about this to defend you, to say, wait a minute? Well, the, that's the funny part. In the beginning, they said, like, no, you really, really should, um, uh, should have been doing this. This is really important. But right. now that it's a criminal case, they are not allowed to interfere. Okay. So and they're not necessarily worried about you or they're, they're staying out? Well, I talked to a lot of politicians and, and off the record, yes, they, they, they claim that they're worried and they think that it's unjust that um, I'm being treated this way. But the reality is that um, uh, publicly uh, not that much is happening. The only thing that happened is that the Minister of Transportation um, has been talking to me for quarter of an hour, um, hearing how, how I was doing and basically signaling that... Um, um, that she doesn't like despise me or anything. Okay. So that's that's an important thing. Yes. And so if the criminal case were to go forward and and you were to I guess lose, what is the possible punishment you face? Six years imprisonment. Six years imprisonment. What's m very likely to happen in the? I mean, compared based on what has happened historically to journalists in the Netherlands. Um, I don't know. Are, are there I, similar cases? I mean, not like this. Um, no. But um, in the Netherlands, uh, journalists uh, have been put in jail. Uh, that 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 has happened actually a couple of years ago. Two journalists from the Telegraaf, a, a newspaper, uh, has been have been in jail f uh, for days um, in order to try to reveal sources. Um, there was uh, once a guy who spent, I believe, 20 days in jail. Mm -hmm. um, We've had a cartoonist who made a cartoon that the government didn't like and then they put him in jail. So um, I can't say that everything will be okay. I still am optimistic and expect that they will throw the case out. Um, no. But so far, I don't know. Is there more of a spirit now? Because the Netherlands, of course, has its image and it has its reality. And I know this from living there, how those two can be different. The image is always that it's a very open place, uh, uh, tolerant, if you want to use that word. But what we seem to see in a case like this is a spirit of follow the rules, don't question. And if you question, there's punishment. Yes. I mean, is that the country as it is today? The Netherlands has uh, changed uh, substantially. Um, indeed, um, what, what I was working, I'm still working on a documentary to prove that we have a, f a freedom of press issue. If you pick up a camera in, on a public place and start filming, um, actually, uh, I've had security guards of the city of The Hague 
uh, beating one of my interns. Yeah. I uh, poli- police will be called on you and try to remove you if you refuse to go. Then uh, the the public prosecutor. Uh, is called and then they realize that they can't send you away. But only but then. <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of intimidation. And even now in my case, I feel intimidated. Um, I'm writing a book about the overchip card and I'm not at liberty to discuss everything I want to discuss. Mm. Because of uh, anything I write may be used in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm fighting a 3 billion euro project. So the stakes are really high. Yeah. You know, a minister can lose her job over this. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't I don't feel comfortable at all, actually. And I've had um, a time where the July, where uh, the public prosecutor's office and actually a couple of those officers refused to answer questions. Mm. Um, I couldn't tell if this was hindering or if this was... Um, a misunderstanding or you know the regular stuff but in my mind it is hindering because I can't tell what it is and if you then complain to the public prosecutor they don't respond I wrote them literally please let's get around the table and discuss this because I need to be able to do my job yeah so yeah Yeah, I mean some people might say well what in terms of public good uh, okay, you're, you're pointing out flaws in the system. I mean, it could have been possible, based on what your, your testimony, it could have been possible to create an ele- electronic system, uh, so more convenient, the, the goals that some people would agree with, uh, easier travel, easier ways to pay. Um, but to do that, it would have been to also check on these problems and address them, right? Yes. I mean, and, and you would have gone for something like that. That was part of your goal, right? Well, I, I went... Um I went really to the extremes. I've um, not only like called people, but uh, I filed many Freedom of Information Act requests to get uh, information about the system. That did not work. Um, I've been in court several times trying um, to get documents free. You know, with documents, I don't need to hack. I don't need... Right. I really wasn't after the stunt. I really yeah, wasn't. That's, I, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Some people yeah. will accuse you of that. And, and, yeah. well, and we have those journalists, but if you have spent four years in investigation... Um, it's something more yeah, than a stunt. It's not a stunt. Yeah, it's not a stunt. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it turned out to be a stunt. Yeah. And I fully understand that. And, of course, I enjoyed that, huh. that part of it, showing that the system really fails and that, that all of a sudden Parliament has to come to action. And they postponed the introduction. That's very cool. But the reality is um, that all wasn't needed if they answered questions properly and looked took security in general uh, seriously. You know that that's what they should they should have done. Hmm. And I I still feel that it is my duty as a journalist to call on that. It's three billion euros. Yeah. You know we've got we have to cut down on so many public services. You know culture. Radio like, and so yeah, on. Yeah, radio yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the way we deal with our old folks. My father has had Alzheimer's disease. And you have to fight for each and every service to get it. Yeah. Um, at that point, you have to have a public debate. How do we want to spend our money? And is this the way to go forward? Yeah. And the only thing this company has done is call it a big success. And we are an international, uh, internationally acclaimed project. Yeah. Well. Reality, unfortunately, is very different because I'm in favor of the card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from here, uh, what for a person in your situation now, what comes next? I mean, you, you have to continue the legal battle? Yes, well, um, we have to wait what the public prosecutor does. Um, mm-hmm. In June, he promised to be very, very rapid. 
Well, in my opinion, that was very simple to do because I'm not denying the the criminal acts. You know, mm-hmm. it's I'm I'm only saying I did it for a journalistic reason. And given the, that, should the, be worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the outfall on television, radio, magazines, newspapers, local stations. If you see the the media attention it generated, if you see what Parliament did, um, then that is very obvious. So. I, I'd say make a decision right away. But mm-hmm. then the public prosecutor went on a holiday. Yeah. And for three weeks left me in limbo. But when I come back, I'll decide. Now the, the investigation has been closed and uh, the public prosecutor office has said to CNET, not to us, that it could last for weeks before they make a decision. And all this time I don't know whether or not I'm prosecuted and what I should fight. If if they charge me, fine, but then I know what I'm fighting. Mm. And right now they leave you in limbo and that takes your sleep away. Yes. And really... I love my job. I I love being a journalist and um, I deliberately chose to be a journalist. My heart is there. I want to do my job. That's all I am asking. Yeah. Let me ask you something related to being here at the camp. I mean, you've been uh, active and and present at these events for for longer than I think I know. Um, uh, When you come here... Are you satisfied with the level of not only uh, actual lectures, but but the conversations when it comes to these kind of issues of of, uh, questioning, of of actively trying to uh, be critical about, uh, for for constructively critical, for things going on in all our different countries? Do you think we're we're doing it enough here? Yes, this is the community where that really happens. And... um, I've seen not only on this one, but on on so many um, of these gatherings, so many good examples of people being uh, vigilant about the future, about what we should or shouldn't want, or um, having the public debate about things. So, yes, I think that this is the place where this is happening. Hmm. And uh, I'm still amazed that governments are not embracing it uh, to the full extent. Mm -hmm. And... um, Honestly, I wish that that the government would participate. The German government and in the Netherlands at events, the Dutch government. Um, I think we've still, still, as a society, still got a lot to learn. And I think the really bright minds are guarded at this camp. Yeah. Yeah, and we were joking, I mean, laughing a bit before about the idea that you would work... Uh, as such a company helping with security, but there are many examples here. I think of people who were the the outsiders questioning and and uh, testing, and and who later were hired by the the company or the government in question to implement change. Yep. So it's it's something that I think does happen. And it happens from this community. It does. It does. Yeah. So for people that want to continue to follow your case and and perhaps get involved in some way, um, what are the important websites? Uh, Oh, uh, that that would be my Twitter account at uh, Breno. Mm-hmm. Um, two ends in that, right? Yeah, two ends in there, and um, uh, I don't have really uh, an ac- an action site at this point. Um, I, I haven't, you know, I had I hadn't planned this, and at this point, we're still hoping that the public prosecutor does the 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 sensible thing. Yeah, and say like a journalist has a right to do this, yeah. and then we should have a debate on how long such a process can take. Okay. All right. Well, Breno, people will follow through Twitter, and uh, we, will of, course, of course, wish you the best of luck and uh, expect to hear back from you with, with good news in the near future. Thank you so much for having me. Give me time.